like Brent Lowry and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hi everyone and welcome to Resting Pitch Face. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And this is episode 23. We've got our social media stuff. Please, please, please check us out and follow us on Twitter. Resting Pitchface with no G. Restin Pitchface, technically. Um, check out our website, restingpitchface.com. That has links to our Twitter, uh, our Tumblr, our Gmail, iTunes, RSS, plus a couple fun other little things that aren't really anywhere else. Um, you can email, you can contact us there, or you can email us directly at our Gmail, restingpitchface at gmail.com. And if this is how you listen to us, uh, check us out on iTunes. Please subscribe. And if you have a moment, maybe give us, you know, a rating or a review or something. It, it, it's good. It's good for our brand, I guess. <laughs> with that, with that stuff taken care of, um, we've got, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about as usual and unlike most of the season I feel like majority of it is really really good um, I would say this season qualifies as really really good it, like how many does. times are you gonna make me twit twit on this episode we're like five seconds in and that's two okay but like retrospectively compare us with the Mets yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. But let's say, like, the Mets... Uh, sorry, Mets fans, listeners. The Mets can't be our bar for, like... Because that is, like, the lowest bar that's possible. That is no, the Phillies. Like, the under Phillies the floor. Okay, the, the Phillies bar. just can't play. The Mets, <laughs> as you have said many times, are, like, literally on fire. Um, <laughs> I mean... I, I, speaking of good things, and I know we we're, we have a whole bunch of stuff, but, like, Howie Kendrick? Yay. Oh, my God. I know, also, no, like I know. And I like that about him. Yeah, I know. I we we're gonna we can talk about some Howie Kendrick because uh, we won that one. We yeah. won that one real big. Um, I just put him on my fantasy team, so you guys are going down. He's uh, way too I am the team. Philadelphia Phillies of the fantasy league. I haven't logged on since June. <laughs> I kind of wondered about tall. that. He's not too tall. I looked it up. He's five eleven. He looks so much taller than that. Howie Kendrick is five eleven. He is not oh. tall. He just plays. Big. Like he's seven feet tall, and he's two twenty, yeah. and he uses yeah. all of himself. Yeah, he just he just gives a much like like I didn't think he was like Jason Worth tall, but I definitely thought he was over six foot. Yeah, no, I mean he's burly, but but he is not actually in the baseball player scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess is Defo on your fantasy team. He's not. I've been flirting with it, but it's just been okay. too iffy on whether he was going to have regular playing time at any given time. Mm-hmm. But. He, yeah, I mean, the time to pull the trigger on that one would have been, like, you know, a month and a half ago. Right. So he's yeah. 5'11", but I kind of figured no, I'd missed the No. Me no, and Howie Kendrick are not the same height. Will he's listed at 5'11". Okay, well, I'm listed at 20 feet tall with a wingspan of 18 <laughs> meters. That doesn't make it true. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I got to think about this for a second, because he is really... I mean, he's not quite Jose Altuve size, but he's, like... There is no way that he's only got like the two inch bump. There's no way he's so, only five nine. He yeah. also his batting stance, he kind of curls up really small. 
he does, does, but there's it's he's still not that tall. Like okay, I'm not arguing he's that like... he's five eleven. I am in no way arguing that he's genuinely five eleven. I don't he's think listed he's five eleven. He might be five eight. Okay, I'm trying he's to certainly not Jose Altuve sized. I'm thinking. Okay, I saw a GIF on uh, a GIF the other day you of saw him what now. Oh, oh, yeah, well, you didn't I don't okay even want to start about this. Can we not? I don't want to. I, this is like a 20-minute conversation that will have no end. Everyone all gets right, on my face all the time. You saw anyway, a moving image. I saw a moving image that had been <laughs> manipulated through photo editing software from a video that was him and J was Defoe and Jason Worth doing like a little like handshake, I guess. I don't wouldn't call it yeah. a handshake because they were picking their chests at each other and not touching hands at all. With the but, hair flip kind of deal at the end. Yeah, I think I think they were actually emulating one of the stupid dances on the dance cam at Nats Park, which like is just it, bleh. But That's um, I, I think it's called the Bernie. I have no idea where this comes from, and nobody apparently can do it properly. But anyway, <laughs> I'm so I'm trying to like take this image because it's him standing right next to like right in front of Jason Worth and trying to picture where his head comes up to on Jason Worth's body. His face is like dead center in the middle of his chest. I think the top of his head is a little bit before, below Jason Worth's shoulders. So you figure Jason Worth is 6'5 or 6'4? Six, 6'8. Six, he's 6'5. <laughs> he's like 6'5. Six, he's 6'5. Five. Five. So top of the head being around the shoulders, that's probably eight or nine inches below 6'5. I don't five. believe that the top of his head is level with Jason's shoulders. Um, that seems too short. Okay, I was like, I, I couldn't possibly know a meme, but the Bernie is from Weekend at Bernie's. It's a dance meant to emulate being slightly dead. Why is it suddenly now? Oh, it's been a thing for a while. Um, I have never seen it until okay. this year on that dance cam. And apparently nobody can emulate being dead because people just go completely rigid and then shake. And then it's like, that's not, that's clearly not what the dance is. I don't know. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wait, that was a thing like five years ago. Maybe it's just now surfacing. But, and and there's a video for it that I think made it popular. But yeah, that that's been a thing for a while, and it's definitely from Weekend at Bernie's. I've never actually seen Weekend at Bernie's. Me either. Oh, there's a dead. Person. I mean, I know the whole. Plot. They carry him around. It's yeah. Dead. Yeah. So, no, I I understand the concept. <laughs> just never actually seen it. I, I was um, explaining to Lara, lest she confuse it with Ghost Rider. <laughs> I've been very, very well educated about what Ghostwriter is now. Thank you very much I, to all of the people fair. on Twitter who participated in that. None <laughs> of whom are going to be getting any more kitten pictures ever again. <gasps> That's a lie. You posted one last night. Yeah. I need all every kitten picture. Whatever. Kathy Weeters is irrepressible. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, what? Where the hell were we going? With oh, <laughs> Jason Worth will do yeah. size comparison. I believe yeah. that he... I, I believe that he's 5'8 or 5'9. I could see 5'8, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's about where I'm maxing out. Yeah. But like a real 5'8, like not in cleats 5'8. Yeah, also his hair, he's got that like mohawk thing, like, well, not mohawk, but mohawk esque strip of hair down, landing strip of hair, shall we say? And that's got <laughs> that, some no, on it too. That's, that's, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, he might wax, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, okay, we are. I, I am clearly not the only. <laughs> we are bunchy tonight. Today. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's not transition into what we were gonna talk. No, about. no, no. Let's no, transition into talking about cats. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Laura, you take it. I mean, it's oh really, yeah. So, always take so 
of course I do. Speaking of speaking of adorable animals, um, so the Scherzers, as they've done a few times before, are currently covering all adoption fees at the Humane Rescue Alliance, um, which is sort of the current version of the DC Area Humane Society. It's merged with some other orgs. Um, and so they're doing that in order to help clear space in shelters for animals being rescued from Houston in the aftermath of the hurricane. So if you have been wanting to adopt a new furry friend, now is a great time to do it. A, because you'll help clear shelter space for incoming animals from Texas, but also because Erica and Max are very generously covering all of the adoption fees right now. So you should go so, check that out and adopt maybe as cute of a kitten as I have. Can I uh, adopt Steven Strasberg? Jason Worth said he was furry. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He said he was a big, hairy, scary, furry animal, but the you know, post they, forgot the R originally, like the second one. So he was a fury animal for a while. He was a fury. Well, I, yeah, I can't imagine him expressing fury. I don't they know did if he have would... a kitten at the Humane Society many years ago called Steven Strasper. Oh. Um, so you could, well, if you went back in time. So that would be a little more difficult, I think. Just a little, though. Are you thinking <laughs> that we wouldn't invent a time machine to go adopt a cat? I, I'm not allowed to adopt a cat right now, let alone with a time machine. Because you have three others. And four is a completely normal number of cats to have. Mm. It's completely a reasonable number of cats. Y yeah. Are you, are, are you saying it's not? <laughs> um, I'm lost. <laughs> I will say a plug for the Humane Rescue Alliance, or maybe not a plug. Uh, that is where my cat came from. Um, and she has been an excellent cat thus far. Uh, it's been eight years. I feel, you know, comfortable saying she is a good cat. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, it's a it's a good uh, organization um, uh, that does a lot of good work in the area, and people should go buy or not buy go adopt cats from there. Um, they don't obviously charge for the actual ad uh, adoption fee, other than it covering um, any medical care the cat had, and then being spayed or neutered, and mm -hmm. as well as getting shots. Do um, so I got two of my three at the uh, SPCA, not the Humane Society. Does the Humane so or the Humane Rescue, whatever, do they do um, like if they if they, for whatever reason the cat can't be spayed or neutered there, they'll give you like a list of vets who will do it uh, for free, or I have not for no free. Idea. Okay, that's, that's good. Yours came. Uh, yours yeah, came yeah no. My, yeah. Mine came with, with the parts already out. So Yeah, mine, mine <laughs> did not. So I was very happy to have that program because it would save me quite a bit of money. Um, so, that, yeah, I guess we'll have to Google that and check out. But PSA for them. And I have a question for you, Laura. Yeah. Um, do you think that the Scherzers offered to cover the fees because they real what they really wanted to do was just adopt all the animals themselves? Yeah, I would say but they couldn't do it, so they were like, "Well, we'll pay for other people to take them instead." I would say that's probably accurate. Um, they I have keep four dogs. They have four dogs and two cats. <sighs> I keep waiting to hear I mean, that. I, reverse that I keep waiting to hear that they've brought home another, probably cat, at this rate <laughs> or something different, something they don't have any of yet. Um, but yes, there's there are four dogs, three of whom have heterochromia. I believe the most recent one does not. Oh, I thought they all did. 
Um, they need I'll to find check on that. I, I'm not positive that the fourth one does. I am positive that the first three do. What they need to find is a cat with heterochromia. Granted, yeah. it's in the blue eye, probably, because I've usually seen that on Cal uh, on Cordy's. Mm -hmm. um, but it does exist. So. I have not seen a close-up of either of their cats. They are much less cooperative when it comes to posing. Shockingly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have no idea. They may already have one, and I just wouldn't know. I mean, um, it's it's pretty. It's rarer in cats than in dogs. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Given that they seem to have been seeking it out in their dogs, it's yeah. entirely possible that they, they found a cat that has heterochromia. Well, I, if we ever find one, we should make sure we tweet it at them and be like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Erica, when, er when Erica goes, she's on the board of the Human Rescue Alliance. Um, and when she goes over there and spends time with the animals, she often posts pictures on Twitter with the hashtag alert whenever there's yeah. a, a, an animal up for adoption who also has heterochromia. So. I think I just saw one of those. Did you like retweet it or something? I um, always like, retweet it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> my, I I, like... it's just an automatic like I don't have to push the button anymore I've set it up so that my Twitter account just automatically retweets it just knows I feel like with cats uh, calicos are like their fur is sort of heterochromia like well they're mosaic neck. yeah exactly that's yeah. an X inactivation thing yeah I know uh, but, but like I don't know if the I don't know if the pigment in the eyes I no it doesn't mechanism. it's not okay I believe... as far as I know I believe, well, no, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because I'm going on, like, stupid internet rumors, and that's just, right. that is not going to fly with you two, so never mind. No, 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 um, say it, we can correct the internet. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen posts, because I've all, pretty much the only uh, dichro cats I've seen were, were torties, specifically mm -hmm. torties, not all calicos, but specifically torties, and they're the ones that have, like, the orange side one face, orange one side face, and black the other side face, like, mm -hmm. they have almost, like, a perfect line down the middle, which I, according to what I've seen on the internet, is usually because of, like, that's an example of um, chimerism, mm -hmm. and I, you know, it's the internet, but I'm like, that kind of sounds legit, and that does happen, so, I, yeah, I mean, that's harder to say. I don't, I, I can't, I don't know enough about cat genetics, honestly, to know mm -hmm. that. Um, uh, calico and tortoiseshell cats are, are examples of, of X inactivation. That's why you generally only find it with uh, female cats. Mm -hmm. Unless you're a cat with Klinefelter syndrome. Exactly. So there are male calicos um, if you are XXY, which is what Klinefelter syndrome is um, in, in humans um, and in, in cats. Um, <laughs> can cat well, and yeah. the, you can get a very rare XY male calico if it, there's a, a jump of a gene from the X to the Y chromosome, which does happen. And that happens in humans mm -hmm. as well. Um, it's rare. It's very, 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 very rare. Um, yeah. But that's the other mechanism by which that can happen. But that's why people are like, oh, yeah, this is my male cat. They're, they have a, uh, you know, they're a calico. And I'm like, check again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like I, I'm guessing, I'm like, did they come pre, pre done by the, by the pound? Okay, yeah, check again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a friend who's in vet school who recently did her first spaying all by herself oh. and posted a picture from the OR and it was incredibly oh, gruesome and I oh, it was from the inside so, of the so cat interested then. from the inside of the cat I, yeah. I don't know I'm seeing my cat's insides because then I just get thinking about like why am I looking at their insides now I'm sad because my baby hurts 
Um, so this is like a totally different, like not wanting to look at surgery pictures for me. I'm like, no. Well, this cat was completely fine and the procedure went perfectly well and this was a very healthy cat and there was nothing sad happening. So I'm sorry if I made you sad. Yeah. No, no, you didn't. You know, as everyone knows, I'm I'm the one who's still looking for a buddy and watching and talking about Tommy John surgery videos on YouTube. Yeah. Keep looking. This is our call. Our periodic reminder: if you enjoy that stuff, contact Laura directly. If we can have a book club. And your name isn't Hannibal, and you don't live in Baltimore. <laughs> well, she doesn't. Eating is not eating. It is not the same as just watching the videos. I'm just saying, no cannibals need apply. This is yes, accurate. Is Thank you. That is, I feel like that's something that should be a general rule for life for like 90 percent of things. Like maybe not cannibal. Like, I don't think Do you think Hannibal was an O's fan? I never thought about it before. <laughs> it would probably depend on how much meat is on the O's at any given time. There's Manny Machado. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's interested in only the ones with significant lower half thickness. <laughs> I guess we would find out if Zach Britton tasted like all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a plan. I'm, I'm sorry. I think we need. It, I think we need to explain that a tiny bit. Just that was a joke from an earlier episode. If you're joining us recently, we did have like a whole conversation a few months ago, maybe longer, about whether or not Zach Britton tastes like Old Bay. I don't remember how it came up. It was because of the the O's uniforms that have the um the Maryland flag on the it. Maryland flag in in the O, and I was like, well, things from Maryland taste like Old Bay, and then and then maybe it derailed. Yeah. And as you still don't have things- the answer to that question because, as far as I'm aware, nobody who's talking to us has recently licked Zach Britton, so that's still like up in the air. I don't know if I want to know about it if you've recently licked <laughs> Zach Britton. Personally, I don't know if I want that information. I mean, if it's for science, then it's for science. Like Edwin Jackson goes back to his old team just to visit, and he's just like, "All right, Zach, hang on a sec, hold still." <laughs> uh, no, I'm keeping Edwin Jackson. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm keeping uh, Edwin Jackson. I'm someone happy. today asked me like, "How? how what is other than Edwin Jackson? He he good?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he good." Well, that's that's what's up. He's having a bit of a, a comeback, and I'm so happy, and I'm so happy it's with us. Yay! Yay. 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 Well, no, what's he already done? Yeah. yeah. You know. So, you guys keep saying that, and that's not really the spirit of it. If you're talking about things that have already happened, you could still jinx the future. But only in, like, a very specific way that you're talking about it. So, I, I'm going to concede the, the argument we were having before we started recording about whether or not saying something that happened in August is jinxing, jinxing September. I'm going to I'm gonna concede that one. If you say blah blah happened in August, I won't tw-tw-tw it. Okay, fair enough. But if you say so-and-so is doing such-and-such or is having such-and-such, that's present tense. That's, yeah, that's that's contemporary. So, yeah, okay. Okay, so I, will, needs I, will, I will grant, I will give you that point. Okay, there. thank you. You've made your you point. Want, if you want to put it in a discrete time frame in past tense, I won't bother you. Edwin Jackson's been I for August and before August. Um, I think it's also like he he's talked, I think, about his mechanics changing up, which is good. And then yeah. um, he has been caught exclusively because I looked this up by Matt Weeders. 
as well. Mm-hmm. Who I don't know. Like I feel like it, if Zach Britton tastes like Old Bay, then Matt Weeters tastes like Valium. <laughs> like, oh, I want. I've been wanting to talk about Matt Weeters actually for like a while. Do we want to get to that? Right now? We're there. Go for it. I mean. We talked about this at the very beginning of the year. Like, what is Matt Weeders doing for our pitching staff? And I think now we actually have the data to be like, he's doing pretty good for our staff. Um, I, I just, I read an article like yesterday or the day before, and I don't remember what website's on, but I'll get the link and we'll put it in our show notes. Um, where somebody was like trying to interview Gio and Gio was actually being even worse than Anthony Rendon about talking about himself. Apparently like Mm. out of the over hour long conversation, he basically spent, you know, 55 minutes praising everybody else except like not talking about himself. But anyway, one of the big things he was like, Matt Wieters, he is so good. I never have to call him off. He always gives me what he wants. We always have a good plan. He's very calming. And I was like, comfort goat. You're (laughs) proving the like the comfort goat theory. I feel like at this point is... Like, this is confirmed now, right? Like, yeah. we were attributing that to a lot of different things. And, like, I, th- I feel fairly comfortable saying that it was Matt Weeders. Or at least, in no small part, Matt Weeders. And so, Edward Jackson being caught by Matt Weeders, like, that, it feels like maybe that's some of the same thing, right? Yeah, no, and I think, I think the fact that Gio, you know, everybody acknowledges their catcher, right? But the fact that he was right. so specific about it and so... Um, effusive, I think definitely reinforces this whole comfort goat theory that that <laughs> that this is actually something that's helping Geo both on a professional level strategically but also on a personal level. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, it, feelings are strategic when it comes to Geo. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yes, I think I think more so than others. Like Geo, Geo, I now his last start against the Brewers wasn't wasn't great, but like he's had a really good season. T- time delineated, Laura. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, I think that that with it's clear that he's using his curveball differently, though he always used it before. So I don't really know why people are like noticing that, you know, he's a left hander who can throw a curveball because like that why we bought him. That was uh, like the first thing I ever noticed. Actually, no, the first thing I ever noticed about you was his aversion to running. But then the second thing was the curveball. <laughs> yeah, like he's a left hander. He hates running. He likes throwing a curveball. He and he I are soulmates. Like, um, uh, but like, it, it seems that emotionally he is in a different place. Um, he doesn't yell into his glove. He doesn't talk into his glove as much. He's not talking to himself. You as haven't much. had Ryan Zimmerman come out and be like, okay, 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 okay. Like, yeah. like um, he has been visibly calmer and it's clearly not an isolated incident anymore. Yeah. So I think that, yes, um, whatever, whatever credit can go to, to Gio himself, because I think he also started out with, um, that is his goal for the season, but also to, mm-hmm. to Matt Weeders um, for, for clearly helping with that um, and helping. Because Jackson wasn't, like, Ejax isn't, he's nervous in a different way that Gio is. Like, like Gio is, I'm going to talk to the mound. I'm going to talk to my glove. I'm going to talk to the ball. I'm going to talk to the umpire. I'm going to talk to, you know, everyone. I'm going to talk to my own hair. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it almost doesn't even come across as nervousness, if that makes who, sense. Who doesn't? 
No, I'm yeah. saying like his particular form of nervousness yeah. almost doesn't come across as nervousness. It comes off as hyperactivity. Yes, versus Ejax comes off as nervous. Like he comes off as jumpy yeah. and nervous and during the first inning and then he seems to have settled. Um, and so, yay, yeah. Edwin Jackson. He, 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 he has been good for us. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm, I am delighted about it. So no going back to Baltimore for you, Ejax. Uh, I saw some pictures of him from when from 2012, and he looks like such a little baby. And I was like, "Oh, look at you!" Uh, well, speaking <laughs> of 2012, I actually just saw on Facebook. I might have commemorated, commemorated this last year as well, but Facebook reminds me every year um, that September 1st, 2012, was actually the first time I ever set foot in Nats Park. Oh wow! Yeah, so happy five-year Nats Park anniversary to me, <laughs> as of the first. I was actually going to say, speaking of 2012, so the Astros, we know, acquired Tyler Clippard, as yep. well as acquiring Justin Verlander. People made a much bigger deal out of one than the other. I don't understand. <laughs> I, people were going to, people were like, I don't know why people were freaking out so much over the Verlander thing, but like, shockingly, he went to a playoff contention club. <gasps> wow. I mean, yeah, I mean so Tigers amazing. fans. Tigers fans were understandably very emotional about it, and I want to recognize and validate that. Um, why oh, yeah. everyone else in the world seems to be so incredibly wrought over it, I don't completely understand. But, but Tigers fans, you have my love and sympathy. Were were like were they rot like were, or was it just like oh what like I what like was the reaction shock or was it like shock and sadness? It was because of I think how it went down. Like, yeah, it was very melodramatic. To be fair, I woke up to the alert, so I did not okay. see this happening. Okay, yeah, it was like oh. last minute, and then like he had to waive I think a no trade clause and yeah. part of it, and then um he was going to go one team, and then he's going to the Astros, and he wasn't going to the Astros, and then oh my god. That was okay. So then I recap. <laughs> I mean, then I can kind of like understand why people were like, "What?" And I it mean, was like it's really going down. It went down for sure at like a minute to midnight. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I woke up and I was like, "Why are there 16 million notifications on my phone about Justin Verlander? What the heck happened?" I have never personally <laughs> cared about him this much, mm -hmm. and yet apparently. <laughs> Everyone he's, else a, he's a good pitcher. We knows around him. He had that picture of him and Kate Upton comparing their butts in the mirror. That's what I know. <laughs> I did not know that. I was the the last time I think I thought about Justin Verlander before this was like I'm not counting our last episode where we briefly discussed whether we were going to become Tigers East. Um, was when he lost the Cy Young. Was that last year or the year before? And Kate Upton went like nuts on Twitter because mm -hmm. she should have won or something. Like that, that was, was the last great. time I thought about Justin I, I actually I actually <laughs> thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's an Astro. That's good. I think we're like people are rooting, obviously, for the Astros. But people were rooting for them before. Yeah. They're everything with the with the hurricane happened. Like they're a good team. They are fun to root for. I'm rooting for Jose Altuve. That's just how this works. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Like I, was I? Would I? Did I say this on a podcast or was I just talking about this like in the real world, not on the internet radios um that like there were only really two good divisions in baseball this year and one was the al west and the other one was the or i'm sorry never mind 
track it because I just realized what I was going to say was going to contradict the point I was going to make. The AL East was good and the NL West were good and everybody else was garbage. And that's why the Astros are like running away with their division because their division is garbage. And that completely contradicted the point I was going to make. I was going to say, yeah, the, Angels, <laughs> the Mariners and the A's are not great. <laughs> um, yeah. The Rangers, um, you know, who decided, oh, no, uh, part of Houston is underwater. Let's not trade a home series and an away series with the Astros, because that would be like, that's too much like, right? Yeah, I think everyone was just kind of like, Rangers, what the hell? Like, like it's, it's like deliberately being a dick for no reason. Like, this isn't even like, you know, you know, make some un unreasonable concession or whatever it is, like, not that it's, an, you know, but it's like, did, all you have to do is not be an asshole in this situation. And they're like, but I think I want to be an asshole. Huh. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be more fun. And like the Astros rightly when asked about it, we're like, we have bigger things to worry about. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you, you guys couldn't have just like not yeah. been jerks about this. Um, the Astros were going to have a, no. a home game with a Carlos Correa, uh, I think, shirt giveaway, jersey giveaway. Um, and they instead decided to donate that to, uh, you know, various shelters. Uh, so now everybody in a shelter can have a Carlos Correa jersey? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> thousands and thousands of, of shirts, like, so yeah. that pe people who Should don't be. have clothing can have some clothing. Um, yeah. But, like, they were like, yeah, we have lots bigger issues to worry about. We're going to let that go? Yeah, they weren't even going to get mad. And I feel like not enough other people got really mad considering apparently the meltdown about Justin Verlander going to Houston. I, I did hear a lot of people saying what the hell they? to the Rangers. Yeah, no. That, I guess I should probably not. Rounds. I should probably not comment because I haven't really been on Twitter the past couple weeks. Um, Do we want to go for speaking of assholes? I guess we can speak of assholes. Is, I mean, it's that's a, a it's, different scale. Yes, it's a very, very different scale of asshole. Yeah. Um, but it has a, I mean, for certain values of positive, positive outcome, uh, who wants to take this? Derek Norris was just placed on the restricted list and fined a hundred thousand dollars for a domestic violence allegation from October 21st, 2015. So great job on the timeliness of that MLB. I also didn't hear about this until just now um so i don't know how much publicity it got at the time because i certainly didn't know when he was a gnat for a minute got a it got a fair amount of publicity when it came out um i think it, it was it didn't come out until this summer yeah um I like they didn't know about it, it yeah Go ahead. yeah I, I mean he put her in a chokehold i want to say this is his ex-fiance who basically was like i left him with like no money like she walked she away I'm sorry. It was like an Instagram post. She wrote this whole thing. She's like, now I'm happy about my life. And here's all of the horrible things that happened with, with my ex, which she didn't name, but everybody was like, well, I know who your ex is. Um, that's what it, and so they, like it, nobody knew about it until when she posted this on Instagram. Oh, in like, I, I think Laura, it was like when you were in Europe. So when was that like July? Yeah. I mean, I was gone for all of June and all of July. So it was one of those two months. Um, that would explain how I managed to completely miss it. Yeah, and I so I think like time like time, MLB was reasonably timely about it. It wasn't like they just waited two years and were like, "Gotcha now!" Like they started investigating as soon as the allegations came out. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, that, that makes yeah. me feel better about it. They didn't sit on it. 
once people knew. Now, if they knew, they may, for all we know, they may have known in October and just were like, nobody else knows, so we don't have to do anything about it, which would be a very different situation, but I, I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, um, but the, the, the positive part of this that you were alluding to was yeah. the fact that um, the fine and the lost salary, or I think it's not lost salary, it's um, remaining termination pay from the raise, because he's been a free agent. Um, they're donating it to charitable organizations focused on preventing and treating survivors of domestic violence. Yeah. That's what the press release said. So that's a very good thing. That is a very good thing. And I was also referring to just the fact that, like, they, they took action and it, you know, he, well, I mean, he's not going to play, but he wasn't playing anyway. Um, and since he was having trouble getting picked up as a free agent, yeah, I think this is interesting because, and when I say interesting, I'm talking like, are we going to see a situation like getting him on the cheap? Because it is obviously a different situation from like Chapman, who is very good at baseball. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you know, they were like, oh, we can get at someone who's very good at baseball at essentially cut rate. And it is a little bit different in that he's not playing, but it's also a little bit different. And I hate, not even hate to say it, like he's, he's white and he's American. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so like that also makes things a little different. So this is the first, I think, as far as I know, application of the domestic violence policy against someone who is both of those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I believe uh, you're correct. That I've heard about. That, that I've, well, yeah, and they, they tend to, to hear about it openly. And, you know, that's one of those things where is it being disproportionately enforced against non-white, non-American players? Is it, be, is it you know, being disproportionately enforced? I, I don't know. Like, it, it's not clear. I don't think that non-white, non-American players commit domestic violence at a higher rate than white American players. Right. So like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. odd that this is the first one. It's good that they were very clear about enforcing it, but I'll be interested to see when it's a white American player who's also, you know, playing for a team and good. Th that I mean, that's that is very true. But I, I do like the fact that, as you said, this is a white American who they didn't try to sweep it away the way you know I would be worried about. And possibly it's just because of the amount of publicity that it had. I mean, I feel like one of the reasons we don't know about a lot of this stuff is I feel like some of the stuff might happen like internally. And then if it doesn't get out to the wider public, then it just, they're like, well, shh, everybody. So, I mean, that's probably why we don't hear about some of the stuff. I feel like every single case where we've seen the policy implemented has been, you know, something that was fairly widely publicized because police were called or, one up until this one has been because police were called and this was an incident where I don't believe it was a specific incident I think her what she was um, alleging was you know it was a pattern of it was a uh, specific incident that capped off a was, pattern was, was that was why she left because I think in her initial thing I think she was just saying like here's the pattern of behavior that was bad um, and that's what got everybody like paying attention and then, then they looked into it but I mean no he put her in a chokehold like that was what no, I, I, yeah. Like I, I think that. But I'm saying, go ahead. Well, I, I was just gonna, like it wasn't. She didn't say this is a pattern of abuse generally about the relationship. She was like on a specific date at a specific time. He put me in a chokehold, and I then called. You know, did this, this, and this. Called my family, etc. And that does make it a little bit different. 
Um, I think in terms of, I don't know what the MLB does to investigate. I don't understand why that's also not a criminal investigation. Mm-hmm. Like, if she's saying well, at a specific date at a specific time, he did X, Y, and Z, like, how is the, I mean, how does it not have a criminal aspect? He still has to report it to the police for it to be a criminal. Like, sure, her telling to cooperate with the police. Yeah. She has to press yeah. charges. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't really understand. Or whether there's a criminal investigation. Um, yeah. And so if that, if that was the pass the path, excuse me, that she decided to go down, um, you know, that's her decision to have made, and that's why there's no. I hear all of that. It makes me uncomfortable when DV and sexual assault become the province of sports teams to investigate and universities. I and so, like, disagree with you. And so that's <laughs> that's more my issue of like, oh well, you know, MLB did its own investigation. I'm like, you're not a an what what does that mean? Yeah, like, what are you what exactly are you doing in this situation? I mean, yeah. just asking people what happened and then taking their word for it or like is there actually No, I hear I hear what you're saying and what you what you are saying and I agree. I'm just not sure what the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and so I I don't know much about the mechanisms, you know, by which they do investigations um and you know, he's certainly facing civil consequences for for this, but at the same time, again, it's not it, it's not it, like your guys are right in other instances police were called, there's a criminal investigation whether or not, you know, um the an accuser chooses to cooperate is a different issue with with uh, police because that's not always um, you know a, a good mm -hmm. process for them. But at the same time, like the MLB, if they had found that there was no instance of domestic violence, I'm like, who are you to investigate these things? Y yeah, like yeah, no, I mean, I guess I, I don't know what what the answer to your question. Like, you know, there probably is there isn't a good one. They're just his employer. Yeah. Well, it it would be like, you know, uh, an an employer of anybody looking into a charge of like whether or not we're going to fire uh fire an employee for something that happened outside of work grounds. I know that's a really sh shitty way to put it. <laughs> but but that's what it is. But, but that's and what so... it is. But then I mean if if people choose I, do you I mean is it that MLB should be involving the police when this happens? I mean regardless of what the people involved would want or like, cause do they, I mean, do they have that right? Should they have that right? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is weird and awful and complicated and I hate it. That sums it up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I just don't think we have the solutions to this. Yeah. Yeah. And if we and... did, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be out implementing them. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I feel that additional transparency would be required for me to okay. be at all any more comfortable with it, even though in this case it came to what we think are, are the, the right conclusions given the circumstances. Okay, now see, I could see something like that, that they're more open about what they are doing when they investigate, even if they're not necessarily being open in a specific case, because then obviously yes. you get to privacy issues. Right. But if, like, if they actually tell people a lot, like, here's our policy, these are the steps that we take when we investigate, 
that would actually go a long way. Like, so we know that what, what their due diligence process is in this situation. Yeah. And if it was like, look, we basically have a contract with these people who have, you know, a long history of, for instance, investigating DV or investigating Title IX complaints, which sexual assault on college campuses fall under, mm -hmm. or investigating all of these things, and we just take whatever recommendations they have at face value and don't do that, that would be easier for me to, to understand. But when there's like the MLB investigated, I'm like, I don't, okay, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of my, the, the place of my discomfort. Like, again, I'm glad that yeah. in this case, it seems to be as good an outcome as one can have given the situation. But at the same time, had they found nothing, like that would not be, like I, I have more issues yeah. with the mechanism regardless of the outcome is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe maybe that's something that people with more <laughs> more of MLB's ear should actually be um, should let you know let them know. Like, is there like tell us what what is your process so mm -hmm. that if so that there's some recourse. I mean, maybe I don't know if there maybe there is recourse in the system if a if a unsatisfactory outcome is reached for the complainer complainant complainant not the accuser. Yeah, that's, yeah. We'll say like do that. Does that person then have recourse to be to to appeal as it were like can they say well no i don't agree with the decision that you've done and now i have now i'm going to do more of an argument or is it just like okay we made a decision and that's the decision and okay i i don't want to have this anymore i'm like getting depressed <laughs> as always um, <laughs> um you want to talk about the best thing i saw this week instead is it Soda my is it Sonia Sotomayor? It is Sonia Sotomayor. The, yes. You Are you dubious guess? that this was the best thing I've seen all week? Is that no, what the I'm, noises I'm not are about? Dubious at all. It was delightful. It was really good. Um So Sonia Sotomayor attended a Yankees game and she sat in the judges' chambers and she wore her robe with Sid, you said she had a Yankees symbol on the robe? I, yeah, I don't think it was actual like what they wear on the bench. And I just didn't see the Yankees. There. I didn't see the Yankee symbol. Uh, I thought it was. Maybe it was the person like next to her. But no, it definitely had a Yankee symbol on it. That's I think fabulous. they might sell those. Yeah. Because there were yeah, other no. people in her section also wearing robes. I know she was in a robe. I, I make no claims as to whose it was. But I loved that she did that. I loved that she sat there. I loved that she wore the robe. And I loved that she also mm -hmm. had the foam gavel. It was great. And I love that she loves Aaron Judge because now that Tyler Clippard is not a Yankee, I can like him now. Well, I liked him anyway, but like now I don't feel bad about liking two Yankees. Now I can only, now I like one and it's good <laughs> and I'm happy. <laughs> that's, the, that's the maximum number of Yankees I am, I'm comfortable with liking. Is one? Oh my one. God. Um, you know what? I don't like them kicking up a fuss about <laughs> having names on the back of their jerseys. Was it the Yankees organization themselves, or was it the Yankees fans? Because I got the impression it was more the Yankees fans, but I could have been reading it, that situation wrong. It was a Yankees player who oh, got fussed about god. it, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Um, let me just make the like just a whine noise. Just nah. <laughs> That's what you sound like, buddy. Who was it? Who was um, it? Unless it's like. Unless it was like literally Derek Jeter, who was somehow still miraculously playing for the Yankees instead of buying the Marlins, <laughs> who are you to, to to make a fuss? Like you've probably only been there for five minutes. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I the name is always <laughs> escaping me. I will come up with it in a second. So okay, um, but yeah, it's, they were they were kicking up a fuss about it, and um, it's 
dumb. They should all feel dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, players players weekend was actually. I thought it was going to be stupid, but it turned out to be fun and stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cute. It was pretty cute, even though they did not have merch for us. Hey, we so, had they had two t-shirts. So for anybody who doesn't necessarily follow our Twitter religiously, <laughs> uh, Sid actually wrote a um, a blog post about this. On it's on our website, restingpitchface.com, um, and it's linked on our Twitter. Although at this point, it's probably buried under like a week's worth of tweets. So I'll pull it up again. Yeah, we can we, we could retweet it or something. But basically, calling out MLB for having two women's size jerseys, women's no, size no readings. jerseys. Or I'm sorry, not jerseys, jerseys, excuse me. There were zero jerseys. There were zero jerseys. There were just two jerseys, and it was only for Bryce Harper and Max Scherzer. And they were only V-cut, V-neck. Low, um, low V-neck also. Not all V-necks are the same sh- like yeah. shape. Yeah. So they weren't even like the standard women's jersey. They were like the like sexy women's jersey. Um, and to be clear, we have no problem with people who like wearing those things. We but just prefer to have options about what we personally would like to show and not show. So for every player, they had a men's jersey with the name on the back. Every single player. Every player. For kids, they had a shirt. Um, they had a, a Harper shirt um, and, uh, and a jersey, and they had a trade jersey, and then they had a Har- uh, Scherzer jersey as well. That's mm-hmm. for kids. For women, no jerseys. Just those two. And so my, like, the tray jerseys, the kid size ones in extra large, mysteriously sold out really fast. And I'm like, it's not because there are a bunch of large children who love Trey Turner, though there are probably a bunch of very large children. I'm like, that's what women are buying. Yeah. And they're like, well, women's merch doesn't sell. I'm like, yeah, it does. It's the kid size extra large. Aaron Dolan. Fiance of Sean Duel went looking for a shirt for him, like a jersey for him, and was like, oh, there's no women's ones. I guess I'm going to have to check the kids. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we all do. So I would like to make a point because I mentioned this on Twitter and I meant to go back and thread about it at great length, but I was at a baseball game when I saw it and then got distracted by baseball game and beer and never came back to it and then it was like days later so i went because i went to one of the games over players weekend and i went to the net store and i was like i want an el lindo shirt i will buy a men's whatever i want it and i walk in there and my significant other and i were wandering around the store trying to find them and i was like i thought i saw the bryce harper one up front and i go up front and the guy's like yeah that's the only one we have a men's bryce harper jersey that was it in the entire store and the reason i want to talk about this is because there has the argument has been made both in this specific context and in the wider scope of like why don't we have why is there not more women's merch you know it's it's foolish to make all of this stuff you know cuz why spend the money if you're not sure if anyone's going to buy it like are you is there enough of a market for women buying Howie Kendrick jerseys to justify making whatever the hell a run is let's say you know it's 100,000 right that's mm-hmm. wildly insane. So with that, let's say it's a thousand making one run, right? But the only thing in the team store at the ballpark for the team was one men's t-shirt. So it's a dumb argument. I mean, it's a dumb argument because it's a dumb argument, but it's also like completely factually invalid argument because they're making all of this stuff custom anyway. 
If you're ordering it online, they're basically making it custom for you. That's why they didn't just make a thousand of each one and ship them to the team store. If they had this inventory made and ready to go, it would be in the team store so that people would be like, oh, look, Mikey T looks so cute in his Mikey T jersey. I'm going to go buy a Mikey T, T jersey. Like, impulse yeah. buy it. Like, so they, they clearly did not have this inventory pre-made. They're making every single thing custom as it is. So there's absolutely no reason if you're having to make it custom for every single player anyway, or for every single person who orders it anyway, just put it on everything. This is not hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, they had to make hard. one women's jersey and a bunch of letters. Like, right. That's they, the other thing. They have women's jerseys that are blank. Almost every single women's jersey that I've had, I've had custom made because I buy a blank one and then I say, put so-and-so's name on it and then they do it and then they mail it to me. Yeah, like, so for Players Weekend, they had to make one women's jersey and then just say, oh, you can get whatever player you like. I don't know. Do women want to wear El Lindo on their backs? Yeah, they do. Like, yeah. I wanted like, Mouse, personally. Yeah. Like, now, Elindo is going to sell I mean, frickin', I, yeah. probably not Kendrick just because he didn't have an actual nickname and it was silly, but like... Yeah, Matt Grace had Gracie. Now. You know yeah. who would want that? People named Grace. Yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> go to the Dodgers for a second. How many, and, and I'm not going to say this because dudes, if you're going to rock this, rock on. How many men are wearing Cody Love jerseys? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to the number of women who would wear a Cody Love jersey? <laughs> Probably significantly different numbers. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, dudes, if if that's your jam, like, absolutely. But like, come on, I'm like, you're 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 burning money if you're not making a women's Cody Love jersey. <laughs> like, it's just it's just. Well, and they're like, you only want to get the cute ones. I'm like, there are so many more cute ones. And also, who cares if? Yeah, okay, maybe I do only want the cute one. Like, are you talking about the nicknames, not the shirt type, right? Or Both the, the shirt type and the player. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Harper loves him some him, and we all love him some him. We know how you feel about Max, and I'm not going to take your man from you. Thank you. I will but say I'm glad that, like, even though there's no real women's jersey of, sh women's jersey of Scherzer, yeah. at least they did acknowledge doing these in the shirts yeah. that we would want a Scherzer. But, like... If we're just saying women just want to have a cute jersey with like a cute player's cute nickname on it, I'm like, we had options. There would have been quite a few of those. Yeah. 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 I mean, they most did not of our infield, the Red Sox entire outfield, pretty much the team of the San Francisco Giants. Cody Love. <laughs> They did not have to anticipate demand for this. Yeah. They could have just made a bunch of blanks. And I mean, and the fact that they only had the uh, the, the single non-Shirzy Shirzy for women too. I mean, like that annoys me. I'm someone who actually prefers to wear V-cuts because I don't like things around my neck. But like the fact that you can't just buy the normal women's Shirzy, like why, why do you have to make it a different one? Like there's no reason to make it a different one. The women who want a different type of shirt have lots of options for different types of shirts. They wouldn't get the nick. Well, okay, lots of options. They have other options for different types of shirts. There are a lot of different options for women's cut shirts yeah. when you go in person. Yeah, they're just not. None of them are personalized. They are, and some of them are. I'm sorry to any women who are listening to us. Um, all of the ones that are like, like take me home or whatever. Like I get really annoyed at those ones. Like those. That's just a gross thing to put on women's clothing. But anyway. Well, and stop shrinking and pinking it. Like that's that's the the motto in making women's merch. Like yeah. one, 
I don't want a shirt that's going to vertically creep up with washing. <laughs> Two, I don't want it to be paper thin because quite frankly, like this is to be worn at a game where you're sitting down. Well, now you have like the of your jeans pressing against that one part of the shirt and it gets holes in it. Like maybe that's just a me problem, but like. And, no, and they wear out really fast. They too. wear out really fast, which I know is the, the point. So you have to go buy more, but at the same they time. They sweat like, stain really fast. Like I sweat like a horse. Like give me a <laughs> shirt that's not going to stain in a single wash, please. Yeah, like it's DC in the summer. What do you want? <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. Like, I don't want to have to wear. And I'm, I, please take this with what I what what I'm saying. It's bad that it's required to wear another shirt under many of these shirts because they're see through. You don't want to wear multiple shirts. I do want to wear multiple shirts, but like I know that other people don't. Like I'm only wearing one shirt currently, and it's paining me right now. But it is an Adam Jones child large shirt that I got and it fits great, but it's still a child's large. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I have the the Star Wars Day Leia jersey and you have to be careful what you wear under it bra-wise because it's so thin that if I don't wear the bra that I own that is Nat's red, coincidentally, that's <laughs> the only bra that I can wear under it that doesn't make you see it. Yeah, so, so like, I don't want something that's tissue paper. I don't want something that's gonna like, show stains, tear, wear out, shrink, etc. And you know what? I'm watching baseball because I like baseball players and baseball, the sport, I want to have a name on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. And I just want it to look normal. I don't need it. I personally do not need it to have glitter or a different script or whatever. I just like, I actually kind of like the thin fabric, but again, that's a personal thing for me. I like it. Not everybody likes it. Um, and like, I don't, at the end of the day, the men have options. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have options. We all three of us have different preferences of what we like to wear. You know, I really like the women's cut shirts. Grace actually prefers to wear the straight cut shirts. She finds them more comfortable. But if you're not, if, if you want to wear a straight cut shirt and you're not tall enough for the men's ones, but you're not short enough for the kids' ones, that's another thing that could be in a women's size run. You know, like there should be options. That that and, is the yeah. take home message of all of this. They should give us uh, players, they should give us options, and we will give them our money. Why don't they, they should, want it? And they should give us sizes. I this was pointed yes. out by uh, one of our followers, shout out Sid, other Sydney, that they don't I mean, I I've known this because I know the sizes I buy and I know what I what I have to get. They do not sell above an XL in any of the women's items. Yeah, which is BS which is ridiculous. Like I wear a women's XL jersey like that. And that's where it stops. And like, it's not actually very big men, any men who are listening, I need you to like internalize this because I said this to a man and he was just like, what are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I'm like, yes, it's ridiculous. There is no reason men's shirts go up to, I think at least three XL for all I know, they go up significantly larger than that. And it's you not know, even and, like a, a width thing in terms of, of torso. It's a width thing in terms of shoulders. Yeah, shoulder and it's a length issue. And the length issue, absolutely. Like, and I say this as someone who's fairly short. Like, but yeah. They, let they, me, let, so when parts of your body extrude farther out, it pulls up the bottom of the shirt. Like right. whether that's your, your boobs or your stomach or whatever. It it's pushed, surface and, area. And also, also, if you have wider hips, 
that if you can't get the shirt low, like if the shirt doesn't go low enough to go over your hips, it's just going to keep pushing and pushing up. Like it's just, you know, this is why there need to be larger sizes and uh, men can have whatever the health size they want, apparently. With whatever nickname Maybe they the, want. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand. And, and Laura, you know, you made the point where it comes down to money. Yeah. I want to give them, someone's like, you wouldn't pay $200 for something. You would say that it's $200, but you wouldn't pay for it. And I'm like, well, I went looking. Yeah. Yeah. I, spent about $200 on my last jersey because I had to pay to customize it. Like, yeah. like um, and I happily did it because I wanted to wear a Michael Taylor jersey that actually fit me comfortably. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, what I have right now, I have two jerseys right now. I have a men's and I have a kid's and neither of them fits. So, yeah, the men's jerseys are very, I have, I have a men's jersey and it is very uncomfortable to wear. Like, I don't enjoy wearing it when I have to. The men's my, one is a dress on me. Oh, and the kids one doesn't button or go past like, like if I didn't wear it with higher waisted pants, it would come nowhere near the top of the pants. Yeah. It was free. So, That's why I own one that doesn't button. I would not have actually spent money on that. Um, <laughs> unless it buttoned at the time. Didn't we snag that for you? Mm -hmm. I think at a game. I was with you. Yeah, yeah. I think we uh, snagged that out of the. That the was the last throwing. Yeah, the jersey throwing on the last day of the season. Yeah. Spoilers for anybody who's never been on the last day of the season. Oh yeah, this is a good tip. Because I didn't know. You, uh, I didn't actually know because I'd never been there on the last day before. And I was like, oh my god, look at all the free stuff. This is awesome. Yeah. So, so if uh, you go down to like the front of the section at the end of the game, they will they will throw things to like you. well at the end of the game. Like you have to wait around a little while, but worth yeah. it. Free merch. You might have to throw some elbows, but <laughs> it wasn't too crowded. I don't think it wasn't but. too bad. But they didn't throw anything women's. What a yeah, surprise. well, that's yeah. All, all the generic stuff that they throw at you is in men's sizes. Men's or kids. Those and the the crowd well, we the were kids, in. Those were left over from a giveaway. Yeah, the crowd we were in was pretty fifty-fifty. Yeah. Like yeah. there were a lot of women there. Yeah, there's a lot of women at dance games. Like it's yeah, it just comes down to I'm. We keep trying to give them money, and they keep being like no, and then telling us or we, we're I, not trying to give them money. And I'm like, I or I, or I am giving them more money than a man. Like for reference, my significant other has two jerseys and two jerseys. One of the jerseys was a gift from his brother. Both of the jerseys were bought by me. I spend a lot more than my male counterpart. And he's not like your male counterpart, Sydney, who is not into baseball. He is just as into baseball as I am, but he doesn't care to buy anything. So, you got pockets. Let us empty them for you. We don't have pockets on anything. That's another issue. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a separate issue because I'm not buying baseball pants used or otherwise from the Nationals. So, they don't have to cover my pockets. Um but that's yelling at everybody else. That, that one is one I will give to MLB. Like, fine, you do not have to cover me pants-wise. Thank you. I'm very good without the pants from you. Um. <laughs> I don't want to know what MLB thinks my pants size would be. I just don't want to get into that. Yeah. I'm glad they don't it. sell them because I don't want to see how wrong they would get them. Whether they're going to be, like, the skinny kind or the kind with the elastic strap that fits over your shoe. Or... I want the ones you can wear with high socks. Yeah, no, it, actually, if they sold high socks, oh, no, I shouldn't, I don't, I don't need to go down this road. There's no reason for me to go to a baseball game in baseball pants. Just don't, 
Don't do it. It's stupid. Don't do it. They are selling care. players. We I'm telling myself. Socks. Anybody else, feel free. But I'm telling myself, don't do it. So they're selling players. Weekend high socks. They are. Are they selling them in kids? Uh, I think those. Um, I gotta. I gotta look in the team store. But uh, yeah, those I did see because everyone was like, "Yo, the you know the the socks are really cute," and they're like, "Really? We meant them to be ugly." And everyone's like, "Give us the socks." But I also, I mean, bought socks that look like tentacles. So maybe I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I, I would wear those socks, though. I have a pair of red high socks, um, and I've actually worn them. I have a pair of tight white pants that go all the way down to my ankles, but you can make them look passably like they're meant <laughs> to be worn with high socks because they're tight enough that you don't see them going into the socks all the way down. We definitely uh, need a picture evidence of this at some point, Laura. <laughs> we don't have to put it up anywhere, but we need to see this the, the, the pants going into the socks because that sounds awesome. I'm sure there are <laughs> pictures. I did this for Halloween a while ago. I'll, um, I, one, one day or another of the week surrounding Halloween, I'm sure I will do it again. Um, I'll have a few different things to be a few different things for. So get excited for that. There will be pictures <laughs> with the Rockford Peaches dress uniform. There will be pictures with my Nats pseudo uniform. It'll be good. Can I also be mad that the hat options are men's and kids? In general or like, for like players weekend. for the Players Weekend? Yeah. Why is a women have adult and child yeah right i don't get that either heads are heads but <laughs> men's <laughs> hats have sizes why don't we Not just all. stop calling them men's hats and just call them hats with sizes yeah, yeah like like hats yeah. It's, it's baseball hat. caps do not need to be gendered uh, you want to know the stupidest gen one well, the stupidest lately gendered product i've seen by the way here's a brief tangent um I was at PetSmart, and there were gendered dog treats. What? Yeah. What? It, yeah. It, unless it was, like, I something called Delicious Bitches, it should not be a gendered dog, dog I, I, like, I almost took a picture, and then I figured that would be rude to the poor, long-suffering uh, PetSmart checkout person, so I didn't. Um, but, yeah, it was for a good boy or for a good girl, and they were in pink and blue packages. And I was like, Your dog doesn't have a gender my, identity. They are a dog. That's what my dog – yeah. It's like that's what my that's what my animal, my fictitious dog, really cares about is that I'm respecting its gender. It thinks its gender is like its own butt. <laughs> like, that's the there gender. Are two genders, butt licks and belly scratches. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> there are animals that that probably do have gender identity. Dogs are not one of them. What but, has gender yeah. identity other than it, humans? I, I mean it. We don't know yep. very well, but I would be unsurprised if elephants or dolphins or mm, something other... with something with like material culture, yeah, and, like with the ability to recognize itself, consciousness, like, yeah, chimpanzees or any of the other great apes, things that seem to have a sense of self identity, yeah, you know, that's and, a little... and relationship to others, and relationship to others and family groups, like that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. and, it's a dog. Yeah. It's yeah. a wolf we made stupid. Like <laughs> Yeah, it does not it does not care. And the fact that you as its owner care is frankly sad. Like I, I don't think I've you know, if I misgendered the cat between now and until I die, she would eat my corpse regardless. Like <laughs> she's sitting next to me. She would totally eat my corpse. <laughs> that might be the creepiest right. thing you've ever said. No, I mean, she's a cat. Like, I accept that. Like, No, I'm... just something about your tone. Like, like <laughs> I've heard you say a lot of creepy things. I don't mean, like, <laughs> Thank the you. word choice. Something about the combo of the word choice and the tone just made that a lot creepier than you usually are. 
I, I'm fairly creepy usually. Like I know, and I have a pretty high tolerance, tolerance. for such things. Okay, well, I didn't find it creepy. It's not super creepy. Like a cat will eat your corpse. Like that's known. And I love her, but like she would. And that's that's I've accepted that about her. And I don't misgender her. But if I said I don't misgender him, she doesn't seem to care. Because or he cats don't have gender. Because cats don't have gender. And just to point out, while we're on the topic of gender and respecting it, the fact that people are much more apologetic when they misgender an animal that when than when they misgender oh. a human really pisses yeah. me off. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes. Like, if you can respect the fact that someone calls their dog he, you should much more respect if someone calls themselves he. And oh, you don't yeah. get to have an opinion about it. Yep. That's all I had to say about that. No, that's that's entirely yeah. fair. Um, <laughs> that's all that needs to be said about that. I, I assume that everyone misgenders <laughs> slime molds because they have 28 or 100 sexes or something. But other than that... Sex like, is not gender. I, I am very aware. But, like, that's one where I'm like, no, that's that's fair. If you, if you called it 29.3x and it's not, <laughs> fair enough. Would that be missexing? Yeah, I think it would just be, um, Sydney, you know a lot about slime molds. I was just thinking somebody's paying way too much attention to the slime molds in a context that probably is unnecessary. It might be important. You know what's, you know what's an industry that I never, ever wanted to learn about? Slime molds? No, I like slime molds. <laughs> um, in, like, the whole chicken slaughter industry, Okay. Um, it's someone's job to determine the sex of a chick just by flipping oh, yeah. it over and looking. And apparently it's like actually very complicated and because well, um, chickens have a cloaca, so Right. So I was at I was at a seminar where that was used as an example in terms of like things that are very difficult until you learn them and then you're they're very easy and you can't necessarily explain why, but you just can look and know. Mm-hmm. And like I just never wanted to know anything really about the process of chicken sexing i just didn't think about it if if you don't want to have the information in your head just picture it like a long i love lucy like conveyor belt and it's just like chicken chicken but just imagine a person just chicken chicken, as they go by on a conveyor belt and you'll have a happy image in your head i mean i like i love lucy until you start uh as i just did thinking farther along down that particular analogy right and then you get to the part of like sticking the chickens in your bra or sticking the chickens in your mouth i mean i would be the chickens one sticking the jerks. chickens first of all chickens are jerks yeah Second of all, i would be the one sticking the chickens in my bra to try to smuggle them out of the slaughterhouse because i'm you a vegetarian would that decision immediately <laughs> i know i would i chickens they're they're not chickens they're are not, really they don't they don't do just, that at the slaughterhouse they do it before Whatever. Chickens are mean, yeah. and I don't like them very much as people, but I would still want to rescue them from their terrible fate, because I don't eat meat. Don't stick a chicken in your bra. <laughs> just gonna call it. Especially not if you're wearing the women's jersey, because, like, that'll just poke right through. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're wearing one of the v-neck ones, then its little head could poke out, and it would actually probably be very happy and warm. Just saying. <laughs> I don't okay. have experience sticking animals in my bra, no, that's uh, a li- that's a lie. Yes, I know. Your cat. Very, okay. very I was very, every very single one of lying. us has had a cat in the shirt at some point. Oh yeah, Kate. No, I've, had, I've, I've literally had now. a like literally put a ferret in my bra. It was very very happy in there. It did not want to come out. Ferret? 
it was take it was my friend's ferret and it was taking a nap and it felt very safe and warm. Don't those bite? No, they're so nice. I love them. They smell kind of funky, but they're really nice. And if you raise a kitten with ferrets, the kitten will think it is a ferret, and that is adorable. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I inadvertently made my cat, my friend's cat internet famous by posting a picture of it licking a ferret on the internet like 13, 15 years ago. I don't even remember how long ago it was. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was posting pictures of the kitten last night, and the, the, the kitten is technically my roommate's, not mine. Um, and so when I posted a picture of my other roommate's cat, who's an adult white cat named Nala, and then immediately got demands on Twitter for pictures of cat weeders as well, um, I sent a screenshot to my roommate, whose kitten he actually is, to be like, so, just so you know, there is some demand, people are, people are asking, like, this isn't gonna go away, I hope you're okay <laughs> with that. Um, does your roommate also call the cat cat weeders? My roommate still can't decide what to name him, and I think At if she point, dithers for much longer, like, it's over. It's, it's defaulting. It been, it's been, like, two weeks, right? Its name is Cat Weeders now. Yeah. It, like, it, yeah. You're past, the, you're past the defaulting to Cat Weeders stage, I feel like. Yeah, no, it's over. I've been calling him Cathew. Yeah. 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 That's, a good, that's a good cat name. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Even if you don't throw the Weeders part in because you're not a baseball fan, Cathew is a good cat name. Mm-hmm. I will say when Defoe and, and Worth were doing the, the Bernie in the dugout, I mm-hmm. did start spontaneously um, singing Bunny and Kitty, uh, <laughs> the Bunny and Kitty song from Unbreakable Kitty, Kimmy Schmidt. I don't know why. I don't know who's the bunny and who's the kitty, but Kay, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I only watched the first season of, of Kimmy Schmidt. That's so where Bunny and Kitty is from. Was it? Yeah, they're being I mean, best friends. I, I watched the entire thing after my surgery, so I might have been a little out of it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I watched last much. year's playoffs after my surgery, so I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Probably for the best. No, it was actually um, it was actually only game five. Um, so I was drugged to the gills, and I was probably the calmest Nats fan on the Eastern Seaboard <laughs> or anywhere for that matter. It's just kind of lying there, like oh, ball, <laughs> ball, <laughs> for, okay. for the entire game. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> Let's not go down the sadness hole. No, I was going to go to the happiness. The happiness. No, no, not the happiness. The the happiness hole. Nope. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I followed that conclusion without meaning to. Um, No, almost (laughs) the opposite of what of our last episode has happened. This episode, which is almost everybody's back. Almost everybody is playing super good. It's happy. It's happy. We're happiness now. I don't know what to do with this. Happiness in general? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is this thing? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. So, so Trey is back, and Jason's back, and Strauss is back, and Max is back. Yep. And as we put it in our notes, Tanner is spiritually back. Yes. <laughs> they uh, activated Madsen, but he's not available yet. Is that right? Yeah. But it's September, so like we can have all of the players we want. We've seen right. our September roster already, and they're pretty good. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm yep. pretty happy about the preview we got. Um, uh, yeah. Max, my favorite thing was that Dusty was like, thank God Max is, is back playing because he was annoying all of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that doesn't, I mean, it's just, it's not a surprise. It's, no, 
No, That's in no sweet. way is it a surprise. He's probably just like, uh, hey guys, what's going on? You guys gonna play some baseball? What, what's happening? Huh? Can I can I can I play? What's going on? Huh? Um, like ask Murphy about some stats and just put them in a room together. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean. The one sadness uh, with everybody being back is that Wilmer Hifo's not getting everyday starts anymore, which is a sadness. Kinda is. I mean, he kind of is, but he's getting he's getting like shoveled all around. I don't know why I said shoveled. Yeah, I mean, but but we are still seeing the dusty approach, which is oh yeah, you know, regular off days for the main guys, regular on days yeah. for the bench guys, which. The more we, I know we've talked about this before and we've been in favor of it, but the more I see it, the more I like it, even though I already liked it. Yeah. Um, I would say it's keeping everybody healthy, but it is because the people are, that are getting hurt are not getting hurt from overuse. They're getting hurt because of weird. Right. These are random. acute incidents. Yeah. Not, um, know, repetitive stress injuries. I mm-hmm. did like Wilmer Defoe playing right field. Who was, he was just oh. like, oh, I'm here now. <laughs> I, I know. I, he's so good. I'm, I'm so excited for when he gets to be a starter. Like mm-hmm. and I have my thoughts on where that's gonna, how that's gonna happen, and where that's gonna happen. Um, but he's just been so good, and it's been so nice. And like I even, I mean, the other guys on the team are just like talking him up too. Like, yeah, I mean, he 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 actually by Baseball Reference WAR, which is probably different from Pangraphs, but I didn't double check. Um, he had a higher WAR than Trey. <laughs> um, oh really? Yeah. Right, I have, that's right. I was looking at his his stats. Yeah, um, his OPS is lower. Line. He doesn't hit for as much power as Trey does. Um, he certainly, obviously, isn't like the why. What are you still doing here, base stealer? Yeah. But like, he's, although he's quick, he's he yeah. Quick. Well, his um fielding is actually better than Trey's. I I kind of agree, and I felt like I was the only one on that one, but apparently the stats back me up. Yeah, I, I test up. Um, um, yeah, his fielding percentage, I didn't look at, at UZR, but, like, his fielding percentage is, is better than Trey's. Um, his, yeah, his batting average is about the same, and his, oh, he doesn't hit for power, but, you know, I'll forgive so, him. So, yeah, so Sungmin Kim yeah. from Sporting News actually posted a tweet saying, let's play who's who, and put player A, player B, mm-hmm. and just put their slash lines in. That might have been the tweet that I saw. He actually didn't give a time frame. Um, so it might have been on the season. And it was Wilmer Defoe and Xander Bogarts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Um, and Defoe is slashing higher on every category and just has fewer homers. And I think we can live with our tiny shortstop, our tiny middle infielder hitting fewer homers. Like, that's not a terrible problem to have. Fewer right homers than, than Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. How much longer? I don't know the contracts as, contracts as well as as you do, Kay. How much longer do we have him? Defoe, Xander Bogarts. Yeah. No, we don't have Xander Bogarts. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer I do we have? I do not know the exact number, but given that this is like his rookie, so he was in. Uh, I'm just going to try to math this out really quick. So forgive me, my um, mental thinking or my verbal thinking. Um, it's a couple of years ago, Sydney, you and I were watching a spring training game, and I, I think I texted, I was like, we're on default watch now. So we had him in our minor, and he was in single A, and let's say that that was 2014. Um, and this is his technically rookie year. So... Yeah, he was in single A in, in 2014, yes. Yeah, so I would say, I mean, I think we probably got him through, like, 22 
maybe 21. I mean, I, we probably signed him to a fairly lengthy uh, contract. Now, I don't know exactly like when his ARB years are, and I don't, I don't fully understand ARB, and I'm never going to. It doesn't matter how many times I read about it. Like the way that works just annoys me. So we're just going to move on past that. Um, yeah, I just tried to look on Fangraphs, and it crashed. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I think it's like 2022, but I don't know for sure because I haven't looked at the number in a really long time. We got him for we've got him for a decent chunk of years under team control. So my pet my pet theory is after uh, next year, twenty twenty two. Ah, good for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> my personal uh, my 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 pet want is after next year when um, we will presumably be seeing the oh I walked myself into a bad phrasing corner the backside of Daniel Murphy. <laughs> Um, we see that every time he's at bat, it's laying an egg. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, maybe he, maybe they'll maybe the Nats will resign him, but I think at that point he's going to be in his you know like you know my age, and probably they're not going to want to resign him to what he's going to for want. another long term. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I I can't predict it, but I think Defoe would be a very good solve for a second baseman problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Oh you were just God. saying like, he and Trey and Tony. That's a really nice infield. And I really, really, really like that. And all yeah. of them are made of springs. Yeah. And I, when we were going back to what you're saying, like his, his, the stats on his fielding back up my eye test of he, he, he's a better fielder than Trey. He ranges so far and he does mm-hmm. it really well. And I see now people always, you know, talked about like the amount of errors that Ian Desmond used to make and, and that kind of, that kind of stuff when he was at shortstop. But I always felt that like all those errors were because he went after things that a normal shortstop would not actually bother to go after. Yeah. And and that's what that's a little bit the sense I get out of Defu. Like every now and then he's gonna do something stupid and it's gonna be an error, but it's because he's chasing down stuff that a normal shortstop would just be like, Okay, well, I'm just gonna let it go. You well, know what I mean? And that's one of the main arguments about errors as not a great stat. Yeah. Um, an error means you got close. Mm-hmm. Just going, yeah. I mean, did you guys see, so last night um, in the very, very, very frustrating yeah. game because Matt Tanner pitched a gem, and man, we did nothing to help him. Nothing. Nada. Yeah. No, we even got the bases loaded a couple times, and then we're like, oh, what we want to do is get a stupid out right now. Yeah. And we don't even have the excuse of, like, jet lag sleepiness. No. Like we did when we were coming back from um, the West. But, so... Trey was fielding something hit to Murphy, and Trey just cuts Murphy off. He's just like, nope, gonna get that Smart. and throw that. Because he basically has to be a shortstop and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. D- oh, man. Defo and, and yeah, Rendon and Trey. As well, and if Murphy, picture. if Murphy doesn't get yeah. hot again, I'm not gonna want him playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like His defense does not... Um, hold up to his lack of offense production no i mean if he's not obviously nobody's gonna bench murphy in the playoffs at this point but like he's not hitting right now and he's gonna snap out of it or i'm gonna be even more over him than i usually am because his value is at the plate and if he's not hitting i don't want him i know that's all there no we're all there like i don't like him so it's easier you know most players i'd be like oh you know give him another day or five and it's going to be fine. If he's not hitting, I don't want him. I have no use for him. 
Um, so, I, I would also it. say, so uh, Defo, I'm looking at fielding percentage right now. Yeah. D the issue with Defo and looking at his stats is he's been used in outfield, third base, left field, cent center field. Uh, <laughs> so it's hard to get a DH, I believe, for us. <laughs> right, although that presumably would not go into his fielding percentage. No, it doesn't. It's it's did he, blank. Wait, did he, though? I, we pretty consistently used, like, Lind or somebody on the no, DH. No, he DH'd at one point. Oh, my God. For a game, I think. For a game. But, well, yeah. like, whatever. He has played right field, left field, center field, third base. Um, he DH'd. And he's played shortstop. So like, I want to see him pitch. Oh, me too. Yeah, but, that'd be fun. Although I'm, I, oh God, wait, wait, so, count, count those for me. All the so way he, this because year I've, has played short, uh, I'm sorry, let's do it in order. Shortstop, second base, outfielder. Um, I guess it was uh, when he was a pinch hitter. Um, third base, left field, center field, DH and right field. Okay, so we're missing first and catcher and pitching. Yeah, yes. I mean we're reaching Danny Espinosa bingo levels with Defoe. Yeah, and my hope is that we don't. I guess it's not a Dan. We wouldn't be able to Danny Espinosa him because he that was not Danny's problem. But let's hope we don't Steve Lombardozzi him. Um, Columbia, I, Maryland native Steve Lombardozzi jar. Oh my God, I haven't I haven't screwed up that jar in a long time. Um, Columbia, Maryland native Steve Lombardozzi him. So um, as a shortstop, his fielding is .975. Uh, fielding percentage and Trey's is a paltry. Actually, it's 0. 0.982. It's slightly higher. But Defo <laughs> is one has a fielding percentage of of 100% in a couple of those other positions. Like that sample size. It, the sample size yeah. is you know four games, three games, two games. Uh, he played 18 games at second base. So like, mm. yeah, that's pretty. And he had a fielding percentage of 9.71. Like. Yeah, it's a it's it's not a terrible sample size. Um, it, yes. So, as I said in the in the show notes, Wilmer Defoe hand clap emoji. Yes, <laughs> guys, people are texting me and they want to do stuff, but Max is pitching tonight. Well, you know where your heart lies. I don't want to go and drink beer and play Jenga. Ask I want to watch Max. Where that has MLB TV, and then you could do both. Tell them to come over to your house and bring Jenga and beer. That's not a bad idea. It's like that, that's a solvable problem. And you can problem. introduce a whole new bunch of people to the glory of Max. This is true. And I have apple pie. There you go. Also good. Also good. Yeah. Although that's it's going to become need. a running joke because everyone knew that I left a thing last weekend to go watch Max. And then that was the game he was pulled from. Yeah, but that's the okay kind of running joke. Yeah. I mean, it's the accurate kind of running yeah. joke. Like, lean into it. Like, it. Like, you're not escaping it at this point. So just, you know, go go full bore and be the Max girl, which I am. I mean, exactly. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, what she's been training for her whole life. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I was um, gonna say, like, we have a whole list of other folks to talk about. Um. Oh, we kind of, I feel like we kind of covered yeah. a lot of them. I mean, I read the list. Uh, yeah, but I was going to say, Trey is it. also back. He has stolen 100 bases, and he nearly hit... Well, he didn't... Yeah, he nearly hit for a cycle. Like, yeah. What, was uh, he a homer away? Yeah, he was a homer away from a cycle because, you know, he hit, he actually hits triples because everyone's usually yeah. sort of triple for that. Um, yeah, that's the hardest one, and Trey's like, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, everyone's back maybe we're gonna see murph get sat in favor of defo which 
Nah, I okay. would be fine with. Not everyone. Not everyone's back. Goody is still not back, yeah. which makes me very sad in my in my heart. And, and he's um, progressing though. It's yeah. not like he hasn't. Yeah, and Bryce must be going nuts. Yeah. I'm so like forget <laughs> how much Max must have been driving everybody nuts. I I would not want to live with Bryce right now. I would not want to be in a oh room with Bryce right now. I would not want to be on a bus with Bryce right now. <laughs> He's I mean, we've talked about like FP and other people being that kid that you know needs to go run some stairs or whatever, but like yeah. I feel like Bryce at his heart is the kid that needs to go run some stairs. Oh, God, like, he literally can't. can't do it. He, yeah, literally, no, he can't. literally can't. So he's I feel like he's probably just like crutching around his apartment like in just like ever decreasing circles. <laughs> like, <laughs> they need to get out. Things. They get dogs when their legs are hurt. Oh, Not a wheelchair. Well, yeah. like, but the little wheelie thing that, that you drag along behind you. Yes, I and, and, and let him and run around at the park. Eden had the little knee cart thing. Yes. But since the problem is his knee, he probably shouldn't be putting weight on his knee on a knee cart, right? Well, there's got to be a slightly different. It, so. There's got to be like a different place to do weight bearing. Like, can they have races? You could, um, since his tendons aren't the problem, his tendons and his joint isn't the problem, it's the bone that's the problem, you could get, like, a little, like, forked stick and then put a wheel on it and then just stick his ankle in the forked stick so he's just kind of, like, dragging his leg behind him. Because I want to <laughs> see him in Eaton race. <laughs> well, Eaton, Eaton's not using the wheelie thing anymore. No, and he's, he's taking BP and stuff, but he's, like, the yeah. most recently ept at using one because it's a skill. Like that's true. Like mobility aids are not easy. I have been in yeah. wheelchair races. You, it's hard. Um, yeah. So like, I want, I want to see this. I want to see races between Bryce and anyone willing to race Bryce, but particularly Eaton. Cause I think he would be the most ept. I feel like most people at this point would not be willing to race Bryce or at least team wise. Let me put it that way, because I say this and a million fans just went, I would, I would, I would. Um, <laughs> but like, Everybody else on that team is probably like, can I just have a nap though, Bryce? Like, and Bryce is like, I got energy, man. Let's go ride our bikes. And like, <laughs> well, maybe that's also why. Eaton. Hey, Trey yeah. is back, as my husband said in the in the sole insight he's ever had about baseball. Trey Turner looks like he's waiting for the game to be over so he and his friends can go ride bikes. Like, right, right. But I mean, like everybody else has just got to be pretty like beat right now, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I would think most people would be, but, but yeah, Adam Eaton, that's a good point. He's probably just got just as much energy. He I mean, Adam Eaton is posting Instagram videos of himself squishing his baby's face into different positions. So clearly <laughs> he has some free time. <laughs> He's so, he was also saying like how demoralizing it is to be on the DL, not just because like, you know, you can't play, but like, because the other teammates don't want you around. I think he said it was like worse than being dead or something, mm -hmm. like something like well, really it's like, a, it's like a superstition quarantine. Yeah. 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 So like, he can't even go hang out with, I bet he's like, yeah, I got a DL buddy and we're in the same. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. They could uh, go right. Like well, the I want is... like a YouTube channel of this. I want it yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Bryce. It would be Instagram. True. <laughs> Bryce and, and Eaton having adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So much better than we follow Lucas Duda or anything the Mets could ever come up with. I'm just saying. Bunny and Kitty being best friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now in that scenario, I think I know which one's the bunny and which one's the kitty. Okay. Not who? in the Defo Worth scenario, but yeah. I feel like uh, Trey is definitely the bunny in this scenario. Eaton? With the, or not Trey. I'm sorry, Eaton. Yeah. Eaton's the bunny, the bunny and Trey's the kitty. Bryce! Bryce. I mean, Bryce is kidding. What the hell? I know, I keep inserting ah! so into things. I guess my brain is just so happy that he's back that I'm just like, Trey? 
I just yeah, like you stole this bit. <laughs> like you stole everything. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I know who we didn't talk about yet. Ali, our boo, our silver fox, Oliver Perez, who um, has an ERA for the month of August. Laura, holding my tongue, of zero, which, yay, uh, yay. He and they've given him like innings. So he started out the the year obviously struggling. The whole bullpen was struggling, but then his ERA, which we know, blah blah blah, imperfect measure. Okay. Um, came down much more slowly because they were really just using him as a lefty specialist. Yeah. But then they started giving him innings. Then they started basically just using him as a left-handed reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, his his ERA is zero for the month Which for August. So oh. nice. Yeah, I mean, so so we've obviously been super hype about the new guys, as has everybody. But I think um, a couple different people were talking about this looking at the end of August stats. Um, I saw it floating around on Twitter, not just in praise of Ollie, which obviously we should be, but also Albers. Um, oh well, and that the two and of them Albers for a while. I feel like right, I but but been. specifically yeah. saying, no. hey, we've been really happy with our new toys, but actually, the two other guys that have been the most valuable in the month of August are Ollie and Matt Albers. Again, yeah. Bunny and Kitty being best <laughs> friends. No, who's yeah, that one, neither one's a bunny or a kitty. Well, no, Ollie could be a kitty. I, I could see Matt Albers as a bunny. I think Matt Albers is not like a wild bunny. I feel like Matt Albers is like a show bunny. You know, <laughs> the ones like with the Angora ones with all the fur and it's just basically like, like, where is the actual bunny? I feel like that's, that's a cat. Matt Albers, like spiritually. That, no, a- no, no. <laughs> Farron has gone in the bunny barn. I don't think they have bunny barns in our county fairs. <gasps> God, that's that's just sad. The bunny barn is awesome. Anyway, I'll get yeah, back this, to you. I'm trying to go to the Big E this year. Maybe they have bunnies. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see him like being a show bunny. I feel like he's a show bunny. I don't. But he's like he's like a talented show bunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like a show but bunny if... who does stuff, not a show bunny who sits. There. Oh, like one of the ones who does like agility train. Like the have you ever watched Bunny Agility Race? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. Wait, there. This is a They're... thing. Bunny yeah. agility? <laughs> this okay, I'm gonna say for the first time, I feel like on this show, please do Google this, my co-hosts <laughs> and our listeners. Google bunny agility competitions. It's amazing. People train their rabbits to do like like it's like miniaturized dog agility courses. And they have to like carry sticks in their mouths and like remove sticks from posts. It's awesome. What? It is absolutely Why awesome. would a rabbit need to do that at all? <laughs> Why would a dog need to do that? Yeah. Well, sometimes they need to fetch things. Look. <laughs> Did you they cat agility training? What the hell does a cat need that for? Like, you know, <laughs> I I'm can't sure, imagine you know, they're very successful in cat agility training. <laughs> um, no. Oh, no. They love it. You just have to drag the little mouse on a stick for them. Um, <laughs> there's pro- I mean, there's probably people out there who like train their fish because spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen the Mistbusters episode, you can in fact train a fish. I don't know why you would, but I, they're, <laughs> people are weird and have weird interests and bless humanity for their weird, stupid things that they do. I mean, this is one of those stupid things. We really are in no position to judge anyone <laughs> no, else's I, interests. No, I, I'm exactly... <laughs> I feel like this episode has been very like naming a lot of animals heavy. <laughs> That's true. 
Like, um, like, that's just as a tally. We have bunny, kitty, slime mold, chickens. Dude, you know who we forgot when we were talking about animals smart enough to have gender? What? Or stupid enough to have gender, depending on your perspective on gender. Yeah. Um, cephalopods. I was, I thought about bringing them up, but I don't think, I'm trying to remember if cephalopods have, I think it depends on the cephalopod species. Yeah. Not all of them have the, like, awareness of self. Like, no, which but I feel like it's a key component. Some do. Yeah. Like, yeah, cuttlefish, no. Octopi, but, yes. They have a gender. It's not octopi. It's octopodes, technically. It's technically octopodes, yes. Although octopuses is correct because we are speaking English and there's no reason to do I read, I read a whole long thing about this. There's no reason to use the, the proper thing because we're speaking English. Have you read that book, Soul of an Octopus? I didn't know it existed, but now I want to. Oh, I'll bring you a copy. I have one lying around. I think my dad stole it. I'll steal it back. Is it like is it like a fiction book, or is it just like let's talk about a bunch of cool octopus facts? No, it's like it's like sort of a science book and sort of a memoir about like interacting with octopuses. Okay, not by an octopus. <laughs> no, by a person. Unfortunately, that would be pretty cool if it was by an octopus. I'll steal it back from my dad and I'll bring it to you at the Met series or, uh, I'll, in New York. Uh, and I can also like I can, in the meantime I can look and see if I can find it on online or something like that yeah probably it's, it's called dad. soul of an octopus um some oh, of it okay. takes place at the new england aquarium which is a wonderful place oh yeah so. i missed that oh come go um, visit let's go to the aquarium i haven't been there we'll take pictures yeah. for not squid <laughs> i will be glued to every single cephalopod tank i will not leave them all right ollie Wait. ollie is good talk about ollie. Love ollie did we talk um, about howie other than the fact that he didn't put a name on his jersey we, we the only criticism him. of him I have. Yeah. yeah, like we talked about Howie. Yeah, Ollie, Ollie, who has earned his little jump over the first yeah. baseline even more than normal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess while we're on the last little bit of the bullpen, I did want to say because I thought about this when we were talking about Madsen coming back. Yes, we need to recognize Oliver Perez and, and Matt Albers for the work that they've done this past month. Um, but also, I feel like since we got the new guys. It feels like everybody else has kind of calmed down a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Feel it's because Sean Doolittle is an actual doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he came in and diagnosed their. Um, is, is it is it yips? We talked about this. Is it yips when it's a pitcher? Yeah, it's still the yips. Um, like I, I feel like it, it's obviously not ideal what's happening, and certainly not the glory days of 2012 bullpen as we have discussed before, but. Everybody sort of seems like they've kind of... Yeah, a Blake trinonectomy will do that for you. <laughs> oh, God, maybe that's what it was. Well, it wasn't like I was thinking maybe the new guys came in and were just like, hey, guys, take a breath, reset, let's go. But maybe you're right. Well, and I also, I think the personality, <laughs> first of all, I'm perfectly willing to believe that it was the Blake trinonectomy. But also, <laughs> in the past when we've had, like, bringing in outside closers happen. Yeah. Oh, it's always been a nightmare. It's been to replace somebody who wanted to be closing. Yeah. Whether they were doing a good job of it or not is an argument for another day, but it was to replace somebody who wanted to be doing it. And it always blew up in our faces eventually. This Sometimes time around, I never really got the sense that, like, Kelly wanted it specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, he wants to pitch well and he wants to be used. They all want that. But I never got the sense that he was attached to the closer role specifically. Well, yeah. and they told him he was a stopgap, essentially, before Glover, and then obviously he's been hurt, so... Right. You know, I think that, that if you come in, it's not like 
when Drew was having that career year, and then they're like, yeah, we're gonna get uh, the worst person. Yeah, he who shall not be named. Toki McTerrible name is what I'm <laughs> gonna say. Like, let's let's just call him by his his real name. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't like that, or it wasn't even like he had pitched really well the previous season and then had the we're not gonna talk about the 2012 NLDS game five, but I guess we are because I need a jar for that. <laughs> um, and then they they went out and got um Soriano. Like it's it's a different situation of like Kelly was there to hold the fort down until Glover basically like the doneness on the turkey popped out, and then Glover got hurt with back tightness, and so like it's just it's different. The other yeah. thing is Sean Doolittle doesn't seem like a bag of dicks, so no. that's helpful. Uh, yeah, all, I mean, all and evidence that we've seen points to not in fact a bag of dicks. But like, I would put money on it personally. Was kind of obviously a little bit because like he talked some snack on Bryce, and he was like, but he was also basically like, I don't know. I I a think journeyman closer, if that's a thing. Wait, what? What was that? He was a journeyman closer, if yeah. that's a thing. Like yeah. it was on two-year contracts. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't and, a rental. Also, but it wasn't not a rental. I still think Soriano gets a little too much crap from us because it wasn't really so much that he. I mean, he was a yeah. little douchey, but all baseball players are a little douchey. Like he, he, it wasn't so much that he was a bad person. It was just it was a bad situation that he happened to be the spark in. I guess yes. like it wasn't his fault. Anybody would have, that would have been a problem. So except for the talking smack on Bryce in Spanish, yeah. as if it's an impenetrable code, like, yeah. but I mean, that was like, that was like one single incident. What? And it was just like, fine. people, people can understand you when you speak Spanish. Yeah. If you talk to a major Spanish uh, language media outlet, people know what you're saying. <laughs> like, no. And, and when you talk smack, anyway, like I'll let it, Obviously, I won't let it go, but like I'll let it go. And yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And and Soriano was always meant to be. I think he was too long to be temporary, but too short to be permanent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I see, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and reliever contracts are weird, but closers are usually yeah. the only ones that are more. You know, once once you get somebody good. Um. So yeah, no, I. Ugh. But overall, I think the trending on the bullpen is. <laughs> excuse me going in the right direction yeah no so. there's a lot to be said for bullpen chemistry and we are certainly um yeah. plugged into yeah. that as much as we can be from the outside i think yeah. um you know you always say don't live a bullpen life but i think it's a little <laughs> bit too late for all of us i just yeah, kind of wish i could Sorry. get a customized shirt with different names for the the law the law offices of like i would <gasps> like the law Ooh. offices of perez albers and doolittle like oh, I, <laughs> yeah yeah well you can we could put one in our no that's stealing we're not going to do that we're not going to put one of those in our zazzle store that you should all check out um <laughs> uh oh by the way my shirt finally came from them oh, how's it look i haven't actually opened the package yet though i haven't actually opened the package well yet. when you do we need a picture for <laughs> yeah. twitter i'll put it to it i was going to tweet a picture once i opened the box but i was uh busy all morning um no i agree with you that would be fun because i would definitely rather wear um I don't know. I feel like I've been on Team Albers since like day one, and I feel like I should go get myself an Albers something and be like, "Yeah." Now that's something they definitely don't have in women's sizes. Like, have you ever yeah, gotten no, a relief no. pitcher's anything in a women's cut? Mm-mm. Zero. Yeah, but I had to have it custom made. You had to have it custom made. Yeah. Like, I think the only ones I've ever been able to buy, not custom, were 
uh, my Adam Jones jersey because or jersey because duh, it's Adam Jones. Um, my Ian Desmond one and uh, my Zimmerman one. So like the big names. I haven't gotten like my big merch thing this year. I don't think. I'm trying to remember your, back your to like May before I left and went all over the world, and that's the only time I've been in DC this year. Um, but I don't think I've gotten anything this year. So I'm taking suggestions for, for like yeah, my, my treat myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, splurge is relative. Everybody knows I'm doing the student thing again. So, you know, income is, is not much, but. Um, but the like pre birthday know. present to yourself sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking suggestions or, you know, presents. <laughs> you mentioned it. If anyone out there really loves our podcast and they want to buy me a jersey or a jersey <laughs> or like pretty much anything that's related, I'm not super picky. You could do that. And with that shameless yeah. shilling for for yeah. Lara, <laughs> why don't we wrap it up? Yeah, let's shameless shill for a no offense, Laura, a worthy organization. <laughs> I never claimed to be worthy or an organization, <laughs> so but. you know, don't put words in my mouth. Um, but yes, an actual worthy organization. So the queer fancy stats total for the month of August. Um, actually, I don't know if Jen's posted the final, final, like official with any additions. Um, but last I saw it was hovering right around $30. Um, so we'll see if there's any add-ons for that. Somebody suggested put on a dollar for the fact that he shaved. Um, I don't know why, but why not? Um, and that's going to the Wanda Alston House, which is a D.C. area organization that provides housing for homeless LGBTQ youth. Um, so that'll be around $30. We'll retweet the official total once we have it. Um, in other related news, um, Aaron Dolan and Erica May Scherzer donated um, the Queer Fancy Stats amount partway through the month um, to one of the Charlottesville Victim Fund charity type things. Um, and it was actually somebody else on Nat's Twitter who had suggested it. Um, Tina Butera. I don't know how you pronounce your last name. I'm sorry if I just butchered that. Um, and there were a number of conversations going on on Nat's Twitter about donating to Charlottesville funds. And I was really happy to see that, that Aaron and Erica both matched and are now both aware of queer fancy stats. So that's probably interesting for them, but also, you know, from a charity standpoint, yeah, no, um, it's, it's, really, really excellent. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I saw that, that Charlottesville stuff, and I think that's a really great idea. And um, I don't know, has anyone suggested to anyone maybe doing something similar for Harvey for this month? I, I haven't know. seen anything whenever... fan run, but I know a number of the players. Yeah. Um, Rendon yeah, no, and Albers. Yeah, so Rendon and Albers are both Houston natives, or right. Houston area natives. Um and they, I think, raised $40,000 in about 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, they have, I believe it's a you caring. Um, yeah. You can link to it that was that was going. I don't think there were any fan initiatives just because a lot of the players already had yeah, fair, um, set things up. Fair. And so people were donating to those. I will say, so um, there's a lot of criticism, I think, pr fairly rightly about the Red Cross and how yes. much money actually gets to um, actual folks who need it. Yeah. There is also a lot of criticism, very rightly, about the Salvation Army mm -hmm. um, being yes. absolute garbage to um, uh, LGBT folks. So there are initiatives to donate to Houston area LGBT shelters, etc., um, and mm -hmm. those who provide services, just mm -hmm. because 
um, that is something that the Salvation Army has historically had a terrible track record about. So if people yeah. are, are interested in matching, maybe that's more in the spirit of queer fancy stats, I would say. Um, yes, I will add yeah, to that. I've had some interesting conversations with people involved in different branches and local sites of the Salvation Army. There are a few of whom that is not true, yeah. but it is the mainline policy of the organization as a whole yeah. is that they are not inclusive. Um, so if you happen to know your personal local branch and you know that that's not the case, that's great. Um, and I've heard that it's from some people when I've criticized them in the past, and I think it's it's yeah. worth noting. Um, but but the mainline policy as a whole of the organization is that they are not LGBT inclusive. In fact, they can be quite LGBT exclusive. Yes. Um, and I will say, so Matt Albers and Anthony Rendon raised, uh, as of right now, $119,300. Wow. Um, they are matching uh, sharing on social media. Oh, so if you share good. on social media, they match it with $37 because that's the Strauss's number and, and that's what um, gets matched for strikeouts um, for the Nats. The money is going to the Houston Food Bank, Interfaith of the Woodlands, Love First Disaster Relief, and the Houston S uh, SPCA. Okay, nice. Good. I'm actually, I'm really glad to hear that because I was a little, um, I think it's a great thing that they were doing, but I was a little side-eyeing the situation because they weren't saying where the money was going to go to. And I'm like, you guys are baseball players. You're not charity organizers. But knowing where it's going makes me feel um, a lot better about that. Yeah. So if you're trying to decide who to donate to, these guys versus Kurt Schilling is taking a truck to Texas. Well, let's... Can we just ignore everything that Kurt <laughs> does for the rest of his sad life? <laughs> I would very much like to. Um, anyway, my point is not all of yeah. these player-organized charities are created equal, and we would like to <laughs> give credit where credit is due to the fact that um, Albers and, and Rendon seem to have a, a very positive setup here, and we would like to recommend it yeah. for those looking for somewhere to donate. Yeah, and I, and and I think that's the really I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think that's also a really good cross-section of the organizations that are going to need help, mm -hmm. um, which is is nice. Like, it, you know, it's one thing if it was, like, all going to one place and you agreed with that one place, but, like, it's nice that it's kind of going to help a little bit for everybody, not just, you know, like, say, your personal pet thing is the is the animals and you wanted to donate all of it to the ASPCA. <laughs> pet thing. Like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I will say, so um, on that list, uh, the Houston Area Food Bank is, I think, self-explanatory in the SPCA. Um, Love First is a Baptist church. Okay. Um, just okay, that's a, good to know. As a heads up. What's um, the Interfaith one again? Uh, and it's Interfaith of the Woodlands, which just provides social services. Um, so I think it, it really depends on, on what folks are comfortable with, etc. That being said, you know, I, I think people really are prioritizing getting money to organizations that can use it. Um, the Houston Diaper Bank is also getting promoted Ooh, fairly widely, mm -hmm. um, which is also, again, if you give them money, yeah. they will hopefully be able to distribute, you know, direct material things. Um, everything about disasters says just donate money. Like, yeah. Um, goods they do not are, are two-year-old chicken in a can from your shelf. Like, yeah. Um, it allows them real flexibility in doing things. I know folks who are teachers are doing an adopt a, a Houston classroom thing. I think that's a little bit different just because it's like teacher to teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of know what things you might need. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of those things where it's like, well, does it is it really 
useful to like donate money. It seems impersonal. No, that's what they want. Just donate money. Like they're going to need a lot of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They know what they, they know what they need better than you do and they can get better deals than you can. Yeah. Um, so, and that's sort of, that's it. But, um, yeah, so that that's who they're donating to. It doesn't say in what proportion I would assume that they're going to, I don't know, determine that TBD, but it sounds like they have a good list of, of organizations that, um, you know, that they're donating to uh, and that are not any any particular, they're not advocating any particular thing or having any sort of organizational yeah. whatnot, um, yeah. unlike so. some of the other ones we talked about. Okay. I think we should wrap this up now. We've got a lot of good charity stuff and the cat is whacking me for some reason. Um, <laughs> so... Queer Fancy Stats money going to uh, Wanda Alston with being matched for uh, by uh, how is Aaron Dolan? Yeah, just say it, Aaron. And Eric, oh, sorry. Just say Aaron. And yeah, and um, Erica and going to Charlottesville and then Tony and Albers Harvey Fund. So we've got a lot of good stuff that if you guys have everybody has money this month like these are some good things to to go put it towards as for us you know follow us on twitter and uh that's resting pitch face with no g and uh, go to our website where you can find sydney's post as we discussed in the episode um i don't know if it's actually on our website but we've been talking about pets so much you should go check out our old list of uh baseball inspired pet names <laughs> um, which I think is on our website, but if it's not, it's it? not, it's on our Tumblr though. <clears throat> it's on our Tumblr. Um, and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you have a second, uh, give us a review or a rating and, oh yeah. If you have comments, questions, concerns, things to smear on Dan Colco, cause we haven't said that <laughs> one in a while. Um, oh, in honor we, of his bobblehead that we completely forgot yeah. to talk about. <laughs> that his, one his, and the the picture of him with Worth, where Worth is rolling his eyes exaggeratedly, yeah. just that made yeah. my day. They ran out of that thing. The lines for that bobblehead were insane. I saw and that a picture was a, of it, yeah. and like, somebody I was talking to at a game was saying like his buddy was there, and they ran out like before he even, uh, you know, he had been in line for God knows how long, and they still ran out before he got got in um so I, I don't know what those are going for on ebay right now but i'm kind of curious a lot um, um also speaking of smearing things on dan coco specifically um orbit as in of the astros oh yeah oh yes silly stringed him a couple weeks ago I, I feel like orbit was like us personified during that series he was just like dan coco hey what's going on can i spray you with stuff like <laughs> i feel like that was kind of like our id made real he, he um, gave him a nerf gun so they could have a better fight i know I I'm sorry. I, I maybe I misgendered orbit. It, it, <laughs> they. It's an alien. It's a they. But when it took off, it it's is not going to be used on a sentient person. I'm so not. We're going Alien. We don't know what the rules are where orbit comes from. Orbit is a they. Okay. I, anyway, orbit unscrewed his it their earpiece and and started talking to it like a microphone, and that was the best thing that's ha ever happened. <laughs> That's to a make little body honestly. <laughs> to make fun of Dan Colco. Like, look, who wouldn't cut off their ear to make fun of Dan Colco? <laughs> okay. I do draw the line at removing my 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 body parts <laughs> for Dan Colco. You yeah, know, unless he needs a kidney. That's a different situation. But, like, you know. <laughs> Can we close with just an excellent mental yeah. image? 
<laughs> this has nothing to do with aliens, and I, okay. I mean that. Yeah. I mean that genuinely. I thought you meant that was the mental image. No, what is the mental this image? is an actual, genuinely excellent mental image. Mark Zuckerman just tweeted that during BP earlier today, Jose Lobaton hit what would have been a homer, and Tanner Roark robbed it. Ah, oh. nice. Well, did you no. know he played football? <laughs> yeah, he was quite an athlete in high school. <laughs> all right. Thanks, all right, Bob guys. FP, whichever, all of the broadcasters ever. All right, well, I'm Bob. Out. And I'm FP. And I'm Sydney. <laughs> Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. Not the same since you went away. We really miss your eyewear. And the way you confuse batters at the plate. There's a seat for you right next to Drew, and we need you to pitch the aid. Besides, there's no other team uses chocolates as a celebrate.